press record, we're going to do a cold intro. Hi, hello everyone, welcome to uh, Serious James with me, Serious James, and again, we've got the host of the Pretendship podcast. Is it a podcast? Host of Prote- the Pretendship show? That, oh. Any of that is fine. Okay, uh, P- Peter? <laughs> Peter's on. It's Peter. It's, it's P- Peter's back. Um, before we go into our sort of normal... Um, the utter bollocks that we chat. Um, uh, the podcast is now fully live. It's everywhere that you get your podcasts, um, apart from Acast, which Alec pointed out to me the other day, so we need to try and sort that out. Um, just wanted to address a Who's couple of things. Alec? Uh, Alec, my brother, Alec. Shout-outs to Alec. Just, uh, that's a, look what the audience was asking. I uh, obviously know who Alec is. I don't have much of an audience. Um Please share this. Actually, yeah, considering it's just <laughs> me and your mum listening, there's no need to explain who Alec is. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to address, obviously, um, recent tragic events that have sort of been happening uh, worldwide. So we're still recording in the middle of a global pandemic. Um, this episode will be released Monday the 8th of June. We're recording Sunday 7th of June. Um all the episodes that I recorded previously were before um, the events uh, that happened in the lead up to a new uh, Black Lives Matter movement, I would term it as. Um, that's not the first time that we've seen a sort of Black Lives Matter protest. Um, one happened a few years ago, but this one sort of shocked the worldwide after George Floyd. Newsflash, Black Lives still matter. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what we're saying. Um, obviously, George Floyd was murdered um, when a police officer knelt on his neck. Um, and I've not had a chance to sort of speak and get my views across. Um, not that my views really matter. Um, I, didn't, I don't really want to turn the podcast into a sort of political debate, but in these sort of circumstances, I feel like it's important to sort of address how uh, lucky and privileged the African I, elephant in the room isn't it yeah i mean as a white man i am unbelievably privileged in my life um peter is obviously a white man as well and um one thing that we've never had to worry about is the color of our skin we're neither of us are from any sort of privilege um sometimes i'm worried that it's a little pale <laughs> just too white I'm looking too white today. Yeah, sometimes um, you know, every every you know, in winter, I'm like, oh, I better get on the beds. No, I, I yeah, no, I, really, you look that pale, man. Get get on the lecky beach. Um, and yeah, one thing that either of us have never really had to be concerned about is walking in the wrong neighborhood and getting accused and stuff. Um, and it's a bit sort of disappointing that we're in the year 2020 and this is still going on. Um, I, you know, all I can really do is my best and that includes sort of educating my children on why it's important that black lives do matter. And, um, I sort of said it on the NFL show as well that I did with Ryan, like the all lives matter thing just really irritates the balls out of me as well because sort of, yes, all lives do matter, but at the minute it's important that we reiterate that black people matter uh, you know. have you actually seen people saying all lives matter i've not i've seen a lot of people being 
enraged with all lives matter and people going no it's not all why everyone's saying all lives matter but i I haven't actually seen i mean i've seen i've seen on my social media people coming across that um name and shame (laughs) i'm not naming and shaming because i'm not giving them the time of the day um (laughs) i I have i've distanced myself from them um that's it written them off yeah because i think that i guess like um I just it's 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 a crazy thing to sort of say, isn't it? Really, and I'm you know I'm getting I'm also sort of fed up of my house is on fire analogy. Like I, if I have I to hear, I've heard it. Tell me that one. Have you not heard that uh, my house is on fire? So the people that are all lives matter, the argument that you would give to them is if your house is on fire, you wouldn't say all houses matter, would you? You would say my house is more important right now because it's on fire. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what all lives matter is meant to mean i don't know what what they're saying i'd I'd actually like to speak to someone who you know is not just saying it as you know i think what most of them are saying is oh i'm sick of hearing about black pride or black issues like you know we should be talking about equality i don't if that's what they're saying i'd like to hear what they actually mean with all lives matter I, i can't really imagine i've not heard anyone try to articulate what it's about like what the actual point of saying it is i guess a good counter argument as well that you sort of say to it is okay well how did you vote recently as well like if all lives really matter who did you vote for recently did you vote for a political party that's clamping down on immigration did you vote for a political political party that's okay with the sort of eu uh, like britain leaving the eu and all that sort of stuff because those two don't go hand in hand whatsoever really do they so um yeah it's just it's just a bit of a strange week for everyone um and yeah just sort of wanted to say that you know i'm i'm you know i want i want to be an ally um obviously there's some educational pieces to do um some of the colleagues uh, at work pointed me in the direction of um a brené brown podcast um that was really insightful um with a leading black historian let me just grab his name i can't uh, believe you don't know his name you're racist <laughs> dude come on man <laughs> um ibram x kendi um and uh it's how to be an anti-racist and he's written some um some books about it. he's written a, a child's book as well so it's helpful to sort of educate your children um so you said you said ally a second ago i've heard that word is sort of that's like a hot word right now, buzzword in this whole thing, right? Yeah, because I think like I think like the argument at the minute is either you you aren't you, you should aspire to be anti-racist rather than not racist, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. the argument is like, um, okay, there's racist people, and then there's people who aren't racist but are silent on the matter. So you know their actions aren't specifically geared towards um you know denigrating black people or being discriminatory as such but they don't do anything to um help they don't do anything to fight uh, racism as such so i think mm-hmm. like um what the i think like at what at the, the hot word ally there is trying to become anti-racist where you are taking a stand for it, you are speaking up in work, you are speaking up with family members, you aren't just being silent anymore, because I think that's sort of how we've got into the position where we're at at the minute, where 
you know, you are seeing, you know, violence across America. And, you know, I, you know, I also sympathize with the shop owners as well. Like, um, there was that uh, meme that you liked with Ryan, shout out to Ryan McKinty as well, who uh, there was a Venn diagram and it's okay to be okay for Black Lives Matter, but it's okay to say that there are good police officers and it's okay to be against, you know, riots as well. There is a sort of in the middle person where you can say, yeah. you know, it, it's okay to I, say. I think, I think I'm of the camp that sort of, obviously you can't, look at a single rioter or looter and see sort of violence being done and go, yes, this is helping Black Lives Matter. Yeah. But I, I do think that um, these are inevitable byproducts of the, you know, fever pitch that has been engendered that we've created. And I know we're going, we are going a bit heavy into it now, but just, just as we brought it up, I think looting and rioting is almost inevitable when you get like large scale, protests you know what i mean yeah yeah and, and like the that's what the flip side is you know the argument that people say oh we didn't riot when lee rigby got killed but like the point is that justice was served for that the people that committed that murder were jailed and put behind bars there was a justice so yes it was terrible that lee rigby lost his life but the people that committed that act got their got a punishment for it in america you're seeing black people killed at willy-nilly by police officers by uh, well one uh, there was the i can't remember the name of the uh, there was it uh, Traymon uh, that got shot by a neighborhood green. yeah Traymon green that got shot by a neighborhood watch officer and and he wasn't you know he he wasn't even um convicted so like yeah the reason that you're seeing those riots is because people aren't getting you know they aren't seeing justice for it and like I think the the first step is to, you know, acknowledge that these acts shouldn't happen, that they aren't the norm. Like, you know, it shouldn't be okay for a white police officer to kneel on someone's neck for nine minutes while they shout, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And that's an act that's not okay for anybody to do to anyone, really, but less, you know, those, those police officers, like, it's to serve and protect. What? Who are you protecting if you kill someone? Yeah. And, that, uh, that's why you're seeing people smashing up shots and getting ang- shots and getting angry. Do you know who I? Do you know who I hate even more than uh, Derek Chauvin? <laughs> no. I hate that the other guy, the other officer that just stood and just sort of just did nothing. It. Yeah, he's he's an even worse piece of shit to me. I just think like like it's it's so sort of humanitarian, I guess, to sort of say there is only one race, the human race. But I mean, it is true. I mean, we, like human beings have, over the years, like s- like earmarked different parts of the world and classified them as a race. Like, there isn't a black race or a white race. It's just humans, isn't there? Really, like the black race and the white race is something that's we've we've made that ourselves to sort of have a, a level of superiority and have a class system. Yeah. And really. Like it's just pure luck that we're born in the United Kingdom and someone's born in Africa. Like I don't, it, it, you know. I, I guess that's a really simplistic way of looking at things, and I know it's easier to sort of stand here and say that when I've never been really a victim. But I don't know. I don't know. That's just you know. It just seems. It just seems crazy, man, doesn't it? Really. Tell them, Jamie. Um. Yeah, man. Just you know. 
it doesn't matter, man. It just doesn't. Who like? Who cares? Who cares where someone's born? Just let's get on with life. There's more important things to worry about than. Well, I mean, you're talking about um, national like xenophobia. There, it's where someone's born. Well, not even just. Well, I just I say where someone's born. I mean, I just mean where their heritage is from. I guess. Like, but we're all from Africa, kid. That's and yeah, that's what I mean. I think it's a man-made construct: the white race versus the black Except race. Except Jews. Uh, what? Pardon? What did? Sorry, what did you say? <clears throat> so, in other uh, news, we have the UFC was on over the weekend. It's uh, a good segue. Um, uh, yeah, big card. UFC two fifty four in the. Um, the apex as well. What did you make of that? Um, I didn't mind it. So just for every, everyone who's listening, who might not have caught it over the weekend, there was a um, decent card on with the UFC. Just skip forward 15 minutes. If you don't want to catch any spoilers, if you watch them in the week, which I know you normally do, right? And sometimes you wait a few days, do you? Uh, yeah. It depends on the card. If it's a pay-per-view, I try and watch it on the Sunday because it's hard to avoid spoilers. And normally pay-per-view cards have got, a better, a better card whereas if it's just a normal fight night I either I'll catch up with it weeks down the line or it later on in the week yeah um, like the fight nights I'm never really that desperate to watch unless it's like an so elite what level you want... sorry what mate yeah uh, but uh, yeah I liked it in the uh, was it in the PI or the Apex well it said the UFC Apex but I guess it's connected to the PI, isn't it? Because the PI is based in Vegas. Yeah, um, I wasn't sure if it's like two separate places or what's going on. The ring was smaller. Yeah, I didn't mind that. Um, I you, can know, re- you, you get di- different size rings in different promotions. So, Did you notice it? Did you notice the size? Yeah, yeah it felt a lot smaller to me, yeah. I don't know, I, I don't know if I really noticed it that much. It was, it was forcing exchanges a lot more, I, I felt. I think that that was primarily the reason we had a very, very exciting card. Um, a lot yeah. more um, finishes than you'd get on a normal card. Yeah, I think there was like a couple finishes on the earlys, a couple finishes on the prelims. There was only one like, judge's decision on the main card as well. There were two. There were two, I think. Oh, yeah, Neil Magny. Yeah, I didn't really yeah. see that going to the judges because that was such a one-sided fight. Oh, was it? Was it a unanimous decision? Yeah, it I was. Sk- um... I skipped that one. After a round, I just went like, this is boring, and I just skipped it. It wasn't a great fight. Neil Magny just, uh, yeah, just did what Neil Shut Magny does. Yeah, just kept him at length and kicked and slapped him to, to high heaven. And uh, yeah, Rocco gassed. Like the third round, Rocco just wasn't even involved in the fight, man. It was really embarrassing. I was right to skip it then. Uh, so I guess um, if we start at the bottom of the main card, Sugar Sean O'Malley, what yeah, a so knockout. I love that guy. What a knockout. I, I suspect, it, they didn't really pick up on it, the commentators, but it looked as if he had Wineland rocked a couple earlier of strikes fight, before yeah. that. Yeah. No, not earlier on, um, earlier on by seconds. I mean, like it looked like he just stunned him and Wineland was forced to like duck a punch and he just looked a little sloppy. I know he's got that sort of style. Weird. He's anyway, got a weird style, hasn't he? The sort of wide. Yes, it, it is difficult to determine, you know, it's difficult to sort of put your finger on when it is that he's, um, 
you know, the bells are ringing in, in his head. But it looked as if the, you know, the end had begun a few seconds before the final couple strikes. And then the, just the balls to do a walk-off knockout, though. Not even yeah. well, follow he's, it up. He's in the new cold motherfucker mode that he's been in since the last fight against Quinones. Uh, you might want to say that again because it cut out. He's in this new sort of like Terminator mode that he got in since, you know, in his last fight where it was basically a walk-off as well. He wasn't yeah. even breathing out of his mouth yet. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited yours to see where he goes, man. I'm excited to see what happens next with the hair. <laughs> I just I watched it on uh, Zoom with Johnny. Um, the uh, So he's definitely going to get a number next to his name. Yeah. He's in, uh, so, for, sorry, for clarity, the division that he fights is 135, is bantamweight. Um, yeah, undefeated. Henry, Henry Cejudo vacated both belts because he retired, um, which I will use this point. Uh, we'll go back to the card because I, what I want to talk about now, uh, just while I've mentioned Henry Cejudo, is um, in the last couple of weeks, you are seeing high-level fighters in the UFC Threaten retirement or retire. So, Cejudo did it at the end of 249. Um, John Jones has sort of been flirting with it on Twitter. He's got into a bit of a beef with Dana White because he wants to fight with Nganu. Dana White said he's asking for too much money. John Jones has said, prove it, put out the text, I'm not asking for any money and release me from my contract. Um, Jorge Masvidal is going with a bit of back and forth beef as well because he wants... Uh, a, a fight, I think, a high-level fight, and also to renegotiate his contract. And then today, 7th of June, McGregor's retired again, um, yeah. which uh, doesn't come as a surprise. It's absolutely for either a fight or for money as well. Um, but yeah, I think the UFC's in a bit of a weird sort of pickle at the minute because I guess that they're struggling with revenue because of the pandemic. Um because they can't make ticket sales. Um, and I would presume, although I've not seen that the PPV numbers will be down as well, because people just don't have expendable cash. So Dana's in a bit of a predicament here because like McGregor retiring, he does it every fucking year. So that's not a surprise, but John Jones, Masvidal, and to a lesser extent, Cejudo, those are three big draws to the UFC. Mm-hmm. And and for e for uh, John Jones and Masvidal also join McGregor in retirement as well. Oof. That's the heavyweight division. Uh, Steve Pay's not fighting because of his eye. John Jones walks away. The light heavyweight is vacant. Uh, middleweight Sadasanya. Uh, welterweight's Kamara Kamaru. So fine. Yeah. Uh, lightweight. They've got an interim. Lightweight's crackers right now. Yeah, lightweight's interim at the minute. So the next fight there is Gaethje versus Khabib. Uh, But then all the divisions below that would be vacant. And flyweight, no one gives a shit about. Yeah, no one cares about flyweight. But I mean, featherweight and bantamweight have got some big... Yeah, featherweight's stacked. And then bantamweight's looking good, man. Aljo looked incredible. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, Cejudo leaving to a lesser extent, probably not, you know, it's not a massive thing because uh, no one cares about flyweight anyway for the men. Yeah. Um, and Fuck flyweight off, I think. 
and the bantamweight is like you go through there one have you seen the one to they're one to ten for the current rankings this will be before the weekend's fights have you seen them yeah ridiculous man it's oh it's a joke man any of them could be the champ easily yeah um but yeah i guess i uh, your opinion on the whole fucking Jorge and John Jones and McGregor. Um, yeah, I think McGregor's the boy who cried retirement now, isn't he? So yeah, this is his third don't... third one in four years. Yeah, I just think this. He, he's like foolish if he thinks it's he, like Dana's not. Dana's just gonna laugh when he hears that. I don't yeah. think he gives a shit. Well, I, one, I don't really think he gives a shit if it's even true. Yeah, like I, 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 when I when I see it, I just think, oh, he just wants a fight. He, yeah, what, he just wants. I don't know a fight. what he offers. I'm not sure what he offers the UFC now because, like, he, he obviously money, offers. Man. He still yeah, offers the PPV the PPV money, money, but it's like he's the things he would demand, the sort of strictures of his, um, of his coming back. Do you know what I mean? Like the things that he would need to happen for him to just like fight you know, in whichever division he chooses, they're just going to mess things up. Yeah. The, the what? It's, it's like GSP coming back. GSP is like obviously numbers, but Dana doesn't want GSP in because just messes things up. He's only going to fight for a title and then he's not going to fight again. If Connor comes back, he's only going to want to fight for a title and then who knows what the fuck he's going to do. Yeah, I mean, there is an easy solution at Lightweight, I think. And I've already proposed this to you. Connor, Tony... Khabib just in, have a little four-way mm-hmm. tournament, you're done. Yeah. But uh, it's whether Connor would agree to that. Other than that, he's got no other fights at lightweight. Um, I'm not sure I want to see Connor make lightweight anymore. I don't know if he can make that cut. You won't even welterweight. Yeah, because I mean, remember yeah. when he used to cut to featherweight? Yeah, and, he and like now he, he looks like head. swole at welterweight, and he yeah. and he's like he's getting on a bit now. He's got two kids. His age is going, he's like ticking up and up and up. And he's, like, he's not even fighting anymore. He's not in long camp, staying healthy. He's just like dossing about, probably. Now, I get the impression that he wants lightweight, though. Because all of his sort of recent comments and recent tweets are pointing him in the direction of he, want, he wants Khabib. Basically, he wants Khabib, doesn't he? He wants Khabib. But he can't he just go... He says he wants Khabib. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't want to fight Khabib. Really? It's like, yeah, because if he just carries on being his little, little Twitter action every day and just keeps calling everyone out, he can just keep making money on deals and like on uh, getting sponsored shit going on. Like, if he gets back in that ring for the money that he's going to want to do, he's going to want to do it against one of the top guys, a Gaethje, a Ferguson, a Habib, and they all smashed him. So why does he want to come back to him? Yeah. yeah, but then like, who's there for him at welterweight though? Um, like I don't, I, I don't mean, see. I don't do see not it. love to see the the press conferences for a Colby Connor. Yeah, but then like, I, 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 I don't want to see the fight. Like that fight doesn't mm. excite me. There's no yeah, fight for get, Connor. Get the press conference, and then just someone gets injured and drops out. Perfect. I take it. I take it back. There's one fight at welterweight that excites me for him. Go, Jorge. Jorge. That's the only fight that I see at welterweight. 
the him. That's, yeah, but I, th- I think Masvidal runs through McGregor. Absolutely. But then I think maybe is that what Masvidal wants at the minute? Because what other fight is there for him? So he's... At, so Masvidal starches... And he didn't... Not, well, it was, a, was it a stoppage? It was a stoppage, wasn't it? The Diaz fight. Yeah, so he's, he's, a, he's, he's on a run. Uh, how Gilbert Burns leapfrogs him for the title is beyond me, if you're asking me. I mean, I know he put in a performance against Woodley, but Woodley doesn't even look like he wants to fight anymore. Yeah, he didn't turn up again. So how, how Gilbert jumps to the front of the queue at welterweight is beyond me, and I think that's what's pissed Masvidal off. Because Masvidal is next in line, I think, for the welterweight. He's one of his that, that may have been a, a bargaining, uh, you know, he might have been a pawn in Dana's game, maybe. What? Like getting Burns and like ranking him so highly. But, you know, he, he's beat, beat some big guys, man. He has beat some like big guys. The, uh, but do you really think he deserves a shot over Masvidal? Um, I mean, if you beat Woodley, which he did, you know, like, and Maya. Like uh, Aubin Mercier, you know, I, I think he's had, he's had enough good wins. Masvidal's, uh, he can talk the talk, but he's not really like destroying the best competition. You know, he obviously got the dot stoppage over Diaz, but what's Diaz? Diaz is out for ages and he's not like a world beater or anything anymore. Or, he never really was. Um, Askren was never really proved, like Askren looked bad the whole time he was in in there so I think Masvidal's great at like making press for himself but he's not he's not beating a Tyron Woodley he's not you know he's beating Till though yeah Till was Till was top of those rankings if you're going off the rankings the UFC rankings are bollocks but he was if Till had beaten Masvidal I reckon Till would have got a title fight yeah and like yeah but I mean Burns beat um, Maya and Maya beat Masvidal, didn't he? I know it's, it goes back to that rock paper scissors argument, but um, I can I can see the argument for Burns at the top there as, as uh, number one. I don't know, man. I really feel like Masvidal's more deserving than than Gilbert. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I want to see it. I don't care if Gilbert Burns dies. <laughs> uh, yeah, Gilbert, Gilbert's last fights, Woodley, Maya, Gunnar Nelson, Kunchenko, Ubin Mercier, and Mike Davis. I want to see Nelson, man. Like, I love watching Gunnar Nelson. He's uh, be due for a fight soon, won't he? I guess not. He'll be... No, he'll be near a hey, shall, can I tell you my favourite part of uh, the UFC 250? Yeah. Was Aljamain Sterling's post-fight press conference. Well, his uh, post-fight interview. Did you see it? Yeah. Where so he's... at one point... Yeah, carry on. Do you know what I was going to say? No, 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 carry on. It's where he's talking about Peter Yan, and then uh, he has a little Freudian slip, and he's like, you better make sure you win your fight, because I'm, gonna... I'm coming on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's the mind of a grappler. <laughs> I'm coming on your ass. I'm coming on your ass. Um... Like fucking hell! I don't want to fight him now. He's gonna come on my ass. <laughs> okay, so just circling back, John Jones as well. That whole thing. How are you reading into yeah. that? Um, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, we spoke about this. He's on, a uh, big, big draw for for for, for the UFC, man. 
Yeah, and he's out there trying to keep his name relevant, doing bits during the uh, yeah. you know, protests and stuff. Yeah. Um, also, on, princi- on principle, if it was me, I know Dana's not got any principles, he just sees dollar signs, but for me, I'd just be like, to John, I'd be like, off you go, man. I've had enough of you. Why would you not want to see John Jones and Garnu? That's the I want to see can't. it. That's the thing. I, that's what I don't understand about this whole thing. So Dana says it's down to money because John Jones is saying he wants some more money to go up to heavyweight, but not too much. DC has yeah. said that when he moved up to heavyweight, he got a little bit more. So there is precedent there. Also, you're stepping into the ring with someone who can kill you and in Garnu. Of course, you want a little yeah. bit of extra cash. I, I just don't understand why you don't pay the man. You're not telling me that that um, is not... That is a that is because, that's, because what you're paying him for. You want you want some stability in that division, and if you put John Jones in there, then you're going to get a guy who's going to be popping for PDs, who's going to be doing cocaine, who's going to be shagging <laughs> ring girls, who's going to be doing backflips out of windows. Like, why do you want that? Division? You don't want that guy. Yeah, you don't want him in your organization. But it's you not can't a title. Pay someone to come in and be a liability. But it's not. But. He, he, <laughs> Yeah, I guess so, but then like you've encouraged that anyway. As an organization, you have encouraged that. You have rewritten your whole drug policy because of John Jones. Yeah, do you remember when they moved the fight? Just like you can't then be annoyed because John Jones is doing what John Jones does. You've rewritten your entire drug policy because of one person and countless of others before him have, have yeah. failed for the same reasons but uh, you know no one in their whole universe knew what a picogram was before john jones yeah well I, I don't know what they're i don't know what any of the people in charge you know we'll just we'll use dana as like a proxy for whoever's yeah, pulling the absolutely yeah. um uh, i don't know what their the logic behind it is but for me i do i want to see that fight but i i can also just I feel like, you know, if, if Jones comes back, you know how much money he's making and I just feel like he shouldn't be fighting. He should be off trying to, like, get some help somewhere because the guy's not well. Yeah, no, I understand that. And, you know, when Dana says John Jones has made enough, he can retire. I get that. But then, like, also in the same breath, you know, you're the man that's encouraged John Jones to be like John Jones. Do you know what I mean? You've you're not actively telling him to do all that stuff, but you, you haven't done anything as an organization to prevent him from doing any of that stuff. So I just feel like you, you, you've created this monster and also who does not want to see John Jones and Garnu. That's a, it's a PPV. Uh, it's a main, main, main event on a PPV. That's not a title fight. I, you know, it's a bit of a beat down though, isn't it? I know Ngannou's scary. Sure. But it's, I don't think anyone's, I don't think the uh, bookies are going to be confused. I think it's. Oh no! I think I think Angano's got a punchish chance. Mm. But I think a lot of people are. I think a lot of people are watching just to see if he has got John Jones. Like all it takes is one. Yeah, That's, you know they call him. What what's his nickname? Angano. Angano. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't really. What is it? Does he have one? I don't think he does, does he? Let's look it up. Francis Ngani. His Wikipedia doesn't include a nickname. Oh, the Predator. There you go, not racist. The Predator, yeah. They should call him the Black Lives Twatter. 
That's good. He's he's, li- he's listed down as six four. He's not six four, man. He's much taller than that, surely. Yeah, the heights are all over the place if you check out like the UFC website. It says like Conor McGregor's about five foot three or something. Twelve years old. Twelve years old, and Ganu started working in a sand quarry. (laughs) quarry. Have you uh, ever heard? I'm sure he's done. um, He's done Joe Rogan, hasn't he? Well, his dad was a street fighter. I mean, it's just... And that's why Nganu got into uh, boxing because he didn't want to be a street fighter like his dad. uh, Trains in France as well, man. This is great. This guy was made to just... He's a freak. He's an absolute physical freak. And that's why a lot of people would pay to see him fight John Jones, just in case he, like, smashes the shit out of John Jones. Um, I'd love to see pictures of him before... You know, before the juice. Before the roids, yeah. Like, have you seen pictures of Paolo Costa before the roids? No. He is a soy boy. Is he? Yeah. If I do before juice. He's just got, his just, body just looks like fucking my body. Before <laughs> roids. Just type in like young Paolo Costa. Young Paolo. He's got like uh, a... Paolo Costa. He's got like blonde hair. Oh yeah, 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 dude. A, what the it's fuck, like, man? It makes me happy. I'm like, yes, I've got a UFC level body. If I'm talking about this guy, dude, he looks a bit tubby, doesn't he? You, you don't look like that. Is Paolo Costa clean? Reddit discussion. Um, that brings me uh, back to. Um, I'd love it if the discussion you just scroll down. It's just there's nothing except the word no. no. <laughs> did uh, Did you listen to Gaethje on uh, Joe Rogan the other week? Uh, I will have done. Yeah, I can't. Where I can't remember. Joe tells um, about the conversation he had with Dana about Yoel. Oh yeah, I'd already heard that conversation. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, yeah, I remember them talking about it in the Gaethje one, but. Rogan had talked about it on a previous episode. And, so uh, unbelievable. Yeah, like this doctor was just like, this must be the, this is the eye socket of a jaguar. <laughs> I've never seen a human being made like this before. Yeah. Uh, yeah I can't yeah. remember the episode that he originally spoke about it on, but it might have been a fight companion, I'm not sure. Yeah. But I fully believe it. Yeah, yeah, also, I can 100% believe it. Crazily, Romero doesn't appear to be that famous in Cuba. I was over in Cuba, and me and uh, I, I had a mate that I was with, we were over there shooting a wedding. Uh, I get flown out to uh, snazzy weddings in Cuba. Um, pump we pump that website. What's, we what's, the, uh, what's the vanity URL? Pump that. What's that? Your vanity URL. Have you got one? What's vanity? You know, like a URL that's like, I don't know, like Peter Hall dot Shaolin Peter or something like a. Oh, I get it right, right, right. I <laughs> thought this was some sort of new OnlyFans thing. Like, yeah, have you have you got an account on Vanity? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to put my name out for shooting weddings. I don't want to do that. Um, but we were we were out in Cuba and we were like tr- asking everyone that we met. You know, if, like, oh, so do you know um Joel Romero? And I don't I don't think that's the same as you know when people are like. Oh, you're from uh, you're from France. Oh, you might know my friend Ben. He's French. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, we saying, a, you know, you know he one is one of a, the athletes. He is a, you know, a in the, one of the biggest athlete. sports. Yeah, yeah. 
But everyone was like, no, which is Cuban for no. Maybe maybe UFC is not that big in Cuba. Yeah, I don't, yeah, that that's what occurred to me. I was like, oh shit, yeah, what's going on with like TV and stuff over here? Do they not get everything? They might not. Yeah, they might not. Um, they might not. It might not be a big thing over there. Um, so uh, circling back again, UFC 250. Um, d- yeah, I suppose uh, we've done. Uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley putting a number next to his name. He's definitely moving into that top 15. Uh, just to reiterate to uh, listeners, if you care about the UFC, the current bantamweight top 15, uh, Marlon Marias, <laughs> Aljamain Sterling, Peter Yan, Corey Santagan, Rafael Asuncao, Jose Aldo, Pedro Munoz, Jimmy Rivera, Cody Garbrandt, Rob Font. Um, Rob Font is a name. I don't know who that is. It seems like the odd one out in there, given that that division is stacked. Yeah, because right after it, you've got Cruz and Cody Stamen and yeah. John Dodson and John Dodson and Song Yudong and, and Marlon Vera. Marlon Who's Vera. Rob Font? <laughs> I don't even know if I've seen him fight. And he's Who number 10 Rob in the rankings. Font? I don't even recognize him. Oh, maybe I do. Oh, no, I, no, I don't. When was his last fight? His last fight was December 7th, 2019. Dude, he's beaten Pettis 2018. Oh, that's why. He only fought once in 2019. Fuck Uh, off, Rob Fon. Yeah. Uh, But yes, a stacked division. I guess um, Sugar Sean O'Malley is definitely going to jump into there. Um, Aljamain Sterling's the number one content. Is it? I don't know. His... Who's fighting for the belt? Is um, Aldo Yan done? Yeah. Is that a done deal? Um, I think it is, yeah. Is that for the belt? Um, I heard yeah, it was it for the belt, but I've not seen it confirmed. Yeah, I think that, I think Dana was talking about it after the show at the weekend. Um, I don't know if it's... I can't see it being announced. Um, but that's, I mean, that's a great fight. PC Yan is absolute monster. Did you hear him trying to smack talk with Cody? No, no, I, I don't like, I mean, he can't, he, t- he talks like an idiot, really. Yeah. <laughs> he talks like He's a typical a... MMA fighter. Who, Garbrandt or Peter Yan? Peter Yan. He just, he looks like a shaved chimp or something. Just like the most <laughs> chimp looking guy ever. And then he's just like, I get you. <laughs> I'll fight. <laughs> Where is the line to fight? I fight. Yeah, it's not. I am become <laughs> champions. Uh, yeah, so I, I guess that is, yeah, Dana said he's not going back on it. Um, I think Peter Yan wipes the floor with Aldo. Um, Aldo looked good in his last fight. No, but I, I don't know if I can unsee all the fights before, though. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was, a, it was a good he's long, fight. He's long in the game. I think it's a great matchup because you've got this like young prospect and they always offer the young prospect to like the uh, the old guard and see what's going on in. But, um, and I, think I, I don't know. I think I'm we, excited for it. Did you have him winning that fight against Marias? Um... Yeah, I, yeah, I, I did think it was a robbery. I went, if you look back on Aldo's Instagram, I commented "robaron," which is Portuguese for robbery, or um, would they pronounce it "robaron"? Uh, I don't think they pronounce the R's, do they? 
No. Have some respect. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, he's fighting at featherweight as well, isn't he? So he's dropped back down. Um, he's, yeah, I mean, it seems odd that they've given him the title fight, given that he's lost his last two. One was at featherweight against Volkanovski. When yeah, he I just looks that good, and and they owe him so much because they yeah, fucked him so. over after the Connor fight. Yeah, I guess um, he invented featherweight. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. It's like when they gave uh, they gave Thingy the fight, the title fight. Oh, I can't, I've lost my train of thought. Fuck that. Bisping. Uh, yeah, yeah, against Rockhold. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the best. Yeah, so moments. good. Two weeks notice. Shout out. Michael Bispin, if you're listening. Yeah. You're the reason, man. You're the reason that I got into the sport. Um, Not true. Well, yeah, because it was, um, I discussed it on your podcast. The um, It was that season of Ultimate Fighter, the Team UK versus Team USA, the first fight with D, uh, Dan Henderson, where he got a bullet where he got punched into next week. Um, but yeah, that was the whole reason that I got into it was um, Mike's account Bispin. Fuck man, that was so horrible watching. That. Yeah, it was grim. <laughs> he tried it to do it again in the rematch. So do you remember? Bad. Yeah, yeah, but that was when Dan Henderson literally had one hand. So he's always just had one hand. Maybe. <laughs> I know, but in UFC 100, he looked like he didn't look like a you know like a cripple. Yeah, he looks like a bad. Old man, he looks yeah. like uh, Adam West Batman. Oh, which <laughs> yeah. Batman was it where he can't turn around? That would be Adam West, wouldn't it? From the 60s, no, it's like a Christian Bale Batman in the first film. Was it? Did he have that? Oh, yeah, where he's, too, where he's sort of too jacked. I would no, that oh, was that, was that like the second one, The Dark Knight, where he just got gigantic. I don't know, man. Um, so yeah, I guess back Bantam weights wide open. Peter Yan, Aldo for the vacant, and then I guess Al Jermaine after yesterday would put you looked vicious. Oh, dude, against Corey Sandhagen as well, who has been yeah. beating guys up. Um, and then yeah, just doing it cause... so early in the fight as well, it must be devastating. Yeah, I, I think the small octagon played into yeah, that a little bit, yeah, but definitely he just shut his game down and like out black belted in, but then like. <laughs> After what Cody did as well, then do you go Aljamain Cody and then winner versus Jan Aldo? Because you've not announced the date for Jan Aldo. And um, what, what Cody did to Rafael, man, that punch was fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Where he just crouches <laughs> down and he punches in his whole body. I, I can't lie. I, I was sort of, I, I was off the Garbrandt Obviously, some of the best clowning I've ever seen in my life when he fought Cruz, when he outcruised Cruz. Yeah, Cruz but then, yeah. you know, he'd, he'd been on the bit of a the losing streak. And and then when he came back, he, just in the embedded series and stuff, he just looked a bit off. Like it looked like he wasn't all there in his eyes. Like, And I, then... I think, he, has he, he not in, some, come out and spoke about how he about. had some sort of mental problems? Uh, maybe he has, I don't know. But like, if, if he did, or whether, whether or not he didn't, it seemed apparent that he might have. And then you can always tell sort of sometimes with, you know, like how they say if a cowboy turns up and he's got his head bicked, then he's there for business. And if he doesn't cut his head, <laughs> yeah. then he's not. Yeah. And I felt like um, Garbrandt turned up and he, he had some fucking stupid haircut on him where his hair was all like 
pulled back, but his hair's like thinning at the front, and it's like <laughs> like he's just got all yes men around him going, Yeah, your hair looks dope, bro. And it's like you need someone needs to go, hey man, no, sort this out immediately. So I thought he's fell off, he's got he's fucking punch drunk, what's going on? Um but then he was looking he was looking fast, but he, I don't know if he was actually necessarily winning the fight. You know, he wasn't landing the significant strikes. I don't know. I, I don't know how I had it scored up until that moment, really, oh, even though he was he was looking fast. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Well, yeah, Rafael yeah, was like struggling with it, but he, he was starting to decode it a little bit. And, but then just in that moment, man, he just looked absolutely fucking explosive. It was unreal that just the speed that even moved his body before the punch. He, um, he, I, I don't know anybody in the UFC that's faster than him. Yeah, he's, he's right in that perfect division and still he got knockout power. So quick. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Cody's changed camps, hasn't he? I think he, he's changed to Mark King, who's Frankie Edgar's coach. Um, oh, I didn't know. So he used to, I think he's changed coaches recently. They mentioned it on the um, on the uh, broadcast, um, but yeah, Mark, they, he's moved under Mark Henry, and DC was raving about Mark Henry, saying he's like a genius. And then I yeah. guess if you put on a show like that, it sort of backs that up. But obviously, something has changed because you're right. He was he, he was he was he beat Cruz, and he I I don't know, man. He looked unbeatable in that division. I think after that Cruz, you thought. Jesus, who who could beat him? And then I don't know what happened to him, man. Something he got he got emotional. Man. I think got... something there was a switch. I know he had that whole beef with TJ, and like he was like one of the few guys that had, when TJ got popped, yeah, he was like, it, I knew it, I knew it, and you know, yeah. Like, and there's no no shame in losing to TJ either. No, and especially if TJ, you know, th- that there will be a cloud of suspicion under that because I don't know, was he? Was he taking it when he was fighting those? I, I don't know. Was he on the vitamins? Yeah. So, I mean, he lost to TJ twice. And then Pedro Munoz absolutely right, took his head off. Yeah. But that, that it wasn't knockout. wasn't a mega long time after being TKO'd twice by a juiced up Dillashaw. Do you know what I mean? It was a couple of months. It's a few months. It was, it was yeah. March. I mean, that's not... Uh, if you get KO'd twice, like, and then... You know, you can take a few months and it's not necessarily going to fix you. You need to take some time off. So he fought Dominic Cruz, December 2016. First then it, loss, was, it was to Mizugaki before that. Yeah. First loss to, that was August 2016. So back-to-back fights there. Probably that's not that long in terms of a camp for a title fight as well. Wow. A fair play. And then, so first loss to Dillashaw was November 2017. Second yeah. one was August 2018, so nearly a year. Yeah, but that whole year was taken up with just hatred and a dartboard yeah, that, with that was... TJ's face on it. Yeah. You know, like that, that year is a write-off for Cody. Got a bit personal, didn't it? And then yeah. Pedro Munoz was March 2019. That, that, it's, half, it's half a year later, but, you know, he's coming off two TKOs to someone he hates there. That's, he's got with probably like been smashing drugs and drinking or something after... That second loss, long long layoff. So March twenty nineteen to June twenty twenty, it's over a year. Yeah, and I guess, but obviously agreed with him. A sunsail is no slouch. No, no, and like I said, Pedro Munoz is is ranked in the, he's ranked 
well, he was ranked above him. I don't know if he will be now. Um, and yeah, I mean, the, the Pedro Munoz knockout was, I don't know, man, there was something about that that I thought he's definitely got. Um, um, I don't, you know, you know, like, I don't know what they call it. There must be, I don't know if there's a technical term to it either, but um, you know, like not knockout hangover or whatever. Yeah. Where you, you suspect that has the chin gone completely. Um, but, you know, he took some shots. I was, I was watching with uh, Johnny today and uh, he was saying, do you reckon Garbrandt's grown that massive beard to protect his chin? <laughs> but it's, um, do you think? you think so? Well, yeah, if you like evolutionarily, that is one of the yeah, that was functions of the, of the beard. Yeah. Um, Unless yeah, you're so, a Christian, in which case it's got God put it there to, uh, <laughs> for what, to keep your chin warm. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then I guess the other big fight is Amanda Nunez sort of cementing herself as the greatest women's fighter of all time. Um, yeah, against just, uh, punch bag Felicia. Yeah, just, I mean, everybody who fights her is a punching bag now, though, aren't they? Yeah. It's just, like, if we're being real, no no woman is, is capable of beating her, I don't think. Of a, of a modern Nunes. Yeah, and how can you beat her? She's she can outstrike you and she can outgrapple you. Crazy that Zingano TKO'd her back in the day. I know, I know. I think even I know Shevchenko's had two pops in it, but I think Shevchenko won the second fight, and I think she could still. I think Shevchenko can beat her. Would you'd, you'd want to see Shevchenko go up, wouldn't you? Yeah, I wanted because you can't make a case really if you've lost two at one weight class. So go up because it was controversial the second decision. So I'm saying if Shevchenko goes up, she hammers Nunes. Do you really think she knocks her out? Yeah, you have because you have to knock her out. You can't you can't go to the judges with her because she will. And out- I, I think she can outpoint her. I think she can outpoint her. Do you really think she could beat her on the judges? I don't know, man. Because if you saw, yeah, because Nunez has bought Nunez has drank her own Kool Aid. She's in there like giggling to herself and just like frigging off over her face on the big screen. <laughs> and Shevchenko's dialed in. I reckon she goes in there and just assassinates her. And Nunez is like, "What's going on?" And she catches a little bit of like the Rousey thing. Do you know what I mean? Cyborg had it. Rousey had it. All the best women on the planet start to like. Because, because like it's not as stacked that you know women's MMA has not got as many killers in it, so you can be incredibly dominant, and then you start to like buy into your own fable. Do you know what I mean? Do you think? I don't know, man. I just, I, I just don't think. I think she could probably knock her out. I don't know if she could outpoint her though, because I think that her, I think Nunez's grappling is just so much better than Shevchenko's. And I don't, I, I think Nunez would be smart and think. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know if she'd get. I think she. I don't know if she'd get that confident prior to the fight. Do you know what I mean? Like I think she would yeah. train for it as if it meant something. And then I, I really do feel like if it went in the ring, I don't think she'd chance her arm and try and stand and fight with the man. I think she would try and. I say that though. She did that against Cyborg, though, didn't she? Yeah. Which seems swinging. crazy, really. Yeah, just absolutely swinging. But then I don't know. Be a great fight. I think that. What's next for her? Like, who else do you fight other than? She's uh, gonna have to fight men. 
<laughs> so if we bantam weight, fight, man. is women's bantam weight the same weight? Yeah. Do you, she, do you think she track? Do you think she cracks top fifteen in the men's yeah. division? Yeah. No. I don't know, man. I don't know who Rob Font is. <laughs> yeah, she can fuck Rob Font up a little gimp. <laughs> I think she'd probably fucking smoke Dominic Cruz at the minute. Uh, come on, like that, that was. I don't want to. That was a joke, man. And I, I know, but like he was doing I fucking. Feel as if he was doing fucking capoeira, man, or some shit. What was he doing with his legs? Who Cruz? Yeah, what was he doing? Strong with capoeira, just fucking dancing around the ring. Throw some Perfectly punches, viable. man. It's not Eddie from Tekken. I I used to consider it cheating if people picked Eddie in Tekken. Why? It's just like, oh, fuck off. Just All you have to do is just spam the kick buttons and then he yeah. starts doing crazy like helicopter kicks and stuff. It's just <laughs> cheating, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think she fucks up Cruz, man. No, she doesn't break the top 30 or 40, I don't think. Oh, I think she breaks the... Oh, come on, man. She, she breaks... Come un- on, man. I think she breaks some unranked fighters. Not in the UFC. Yeah. She she batters every man you've ever met, but she <laughs> isn't breaking the top 40 in the UFC. Um, but other than fighting in the men's division, I don't know if there's anything there for her, really. Other than... Um, she They need to like clone her and then they, she can fight herself or she can fight than, two women at once or something. Other than As, Aspen Lad? Aspen Lad. Aspen Lad. Aspen Lad. Maybe that's a good fight. Aspen lads an up and comer. They're they're hot to try and push her. Although she has lost to Jermaine Durandamy, who Nunes fucking smokes. I don't know. Yeah, the women's fucking MMA above Shevchenko is just. But I mean, th- think about this, man. Um, Nunes decisions against Felicia Spencer rubbish. Yeah, Jermaine Jermaine fucking hell, what a tongue twister. Jermaine Durandamy. Good, good fighter. That was a good fight. Um, but, you know, still decisioned that decisioned. out. Yeah. Um, Valentina Shevchenko, TKO in her last fight. KO, Jessica I. She beat you and Jacek. Like, it was a tight decision against Nunes. I can't remember some of her other recent I, fights. I, I think but... that's the only fight for her. I'd, 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 like, I'd... Wait, Whaley's not going to go up two divisions. And I don't think Amanda's going to come down. I'd like to see Wei Lee versus Amanda. She, be- I mean, uh, Amanda wasn't looking cut, though, was she? Amanda can go down. Yeah, but um, uh, she, she had that, to, she she had that to, pre-juiced yeah. Polo Costa belly on her. She wouldn't go down to straw weight, though, would she? No, no chance. They could do a catch weight, her and Wei Lee, maybe. That'd be, a good, that'd be a good fight. I don't know. I think just size-wise, Nunes flattens Wei Lee. But Wei Lee's happy to just stand and bang, man. She hasn't got the power to do anything against Nunes, I don't think. It'd be fun to watch, though. It'd be like mm. Joanna all over again. I, I just think she gets bullied. Um, I think she gets sparked out very quickly. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Know. Come on now. Um, Nunes knocked Cyborg out. Oh, yeah. That's like it's like not knocking Vandele Silver out. <laughs> ah, that was a great fight. 
Um, so I guess we should cut off the UFC because we said we we're going to do it for 15 minutes and it's been like 40. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, congratulations. Anyone who's listening, I forgot we were doing a podcast then and I was just sort of treating it like we were on the phone. Anyone yeah. who's listened this far, you have won a prize. Send everyone a prize, man. I will tell you what, if you've listened if, this if anyone, far, Yeah, anyone, far, email I'll JB. You, I'll give you a shout out. E- email, no, no, give them a prize, man. I'll give okay. something good. If they email by the end of the day, which means they listen to it on the day it came out and they listened to the whole episode this far, give them a prize. I, they need, I need proof. What's the proof? Because they've heard it. I know, but how, how, do, they, I... how do they know to email? Oh, right, yeah, it's true. You've got me there. <laughs> You've got me there. But they might have just skipped to this bit. I mean, they deserve it if they're that cunning. <laughs> uh, I'll, yeah, I'll send you a prize in the post. Email me, seriousjames at com. Email me your home address uh, and your mother's maiden name and I will send you a prize for the post. And your bank account details. <laughs> uh, you can't do that voice anymore, man. Oh, problematic. Yeah. Yeah, Lee Francis came out and apologised for all his Bo Selector stuff. Ridiculous, man. Do you really think so? Yeah. I don't know, man. He was literally just... Imagine if he didn't include any black celebrities in his show. Then he would be accused of being racist as well. Yeah, okay. He's just—he's taking the piss out of individual celebrities, nothing to do with their race. Yeah, and you have to look like that celebrity to take the piss. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know, Some, mate. We need to get rid of, of systemic racism. Obviously, no one's contending that, but being soft about racial issues not going to get us there. No, and what I will say is, it's like as it's good to see him apologize. Absolutely, it made me sad. No, 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 no. It's if if he if he feels like he needs to come out and apologize, that's fine. I don't think anyone was calling for him to apologize. But then, no. like, I don't really feel like he he's the one that needs to apologize. If that makes sense, like, who needs to apologize? Like the governments, individual, like people who've actually you know. Taking part, part in systemic racism, yeah, like Boris Johnson for saying, you know, Muslims wearing burqas look like fucking post boxes. Like you should come out and apologise for that, you racist fuck. Like, come on. Did he Can't. say that? Yeah, he said it. Like, I was watching a clip of um, it was a, I think it was a black MP or it was a black um, uh, academic arguing with a conservative on TV. Uh, that's mistake number one: don't argue with Tories on TV. It's like this uh, Tory MP was adamant that Boris Johnson wasn't racist. It's like, no, he's never said anything racist. And she was like, what? He, he said this, he said this, he said this, that's racist. And she's like, no, 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 that's not racist. It's taken out of context. It's like, what context? What context has that been taken out of? You can't say that it's a post box. It's just not okay. Anyway, digress. Uh, how has how's the week been for you, man? You've been busy this week. Been editing uh, shitloads of vids. Yeah, just standard. I'm I'm a bit gutted actually because I've I've been starting to get busy again and it's reminded me. I, all of a sudden I'm like, fuck, it's over. You know, like when you're on the last day of holiday and you're like, I'm going home tomorrow. No, it's yeah. flown by. And I'm like, shit, I've got to get back to normal life and I can't just like chill. So what? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm just a bit gutted that it's not. We're not going to continue lockdown for another few weeks. 
I think oh, I think we will. I don't know, man. Oh, you reckon? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. Well, just why make sudden changes when you know you've still got some infection rates? I guess I, I don't know. I'm not an expert on it, so I don't really want to offer my two p. But hey, Jamie, what's the thrust of this podcast, man? Like we, we've got an NFL episode, we've got you know ostensibly a UFC episode. Is it? It's going to be sports. A lot of the time, I don't know. I just whatever people want to talk about. Like, if you wanted to come on and discuss something, um, I you know I really want to do. I really want to delve into some sporting criminals. Um, I'm not doing one this week, um, because um, of the Black Lives Matter thing. And I know you're all going to go, "Oh, you soft bastard," but um, I don't know whether it's a conscious or well, it's definitely unconscious. I've got a lot of black um, sporting criminals. Um, and I want to do some white ones, so I need some, uh, you know, to do some research this week and get some couple. Oh, white ones aren't as good. Uh, no, there's there's one white there's one white one that I've briefly read about that one I definitely oh, dude. Just you wait till we do it, Mike. It's Shouldn't just, it just be a meritocracy, I mean, man? Just like the very top, most interesting ones, no matter the color. That's true color blindness. Uh, yes, uh, you know, yeah, I agree. Uh, but I've avoided doing some of the. Well, uh, quote unquote white ones just because there's a pain in the ass to research. Um, yeah. So um, I want to do, yeah, I want to do a couple of them um, because there's two. Uh, one's really obvious, obviously, Oscar Pistorius. Um, yeah. I definitely want to do that one because that's real juicy. And then there's another one, I'm not going to say the name because I don't want people to go out and research it, but it's fucking insane. It's crazy good. Dude, what, um, what footballer was it? It was like an English footballer and he uh, he was like, he was injured for ages and then he came back and like the game that he came back, he slide tackled the guy that injured him and broke his leg and ended his career. Um, the, I think he was, you think he played for Man City? Was it? Uh, yeah, let me just quickly Google it. For, for your listeners, it's shocking. Like I thought you would come up with that because we go in like you know pubs or we go in the snooker lounge or whatever and uh, there's the quiz machines and you're pouring loads of you know you know you're putting a little money into this machine and then just like trivia for like in 1973 um, Belgium's cricket team da, 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 <laughs> and like, I'm reading the question and you just go bang and just hit the answer it's like not only is I'm I mean I'm impressed with how fast you can just read and process the information but then you always know the answer as well so i'm, I'm sort of shocked that you don't know which player i'm talking about uh because uh, don't do, do me to let you in on my secret for that what is the secret you don't have bernard's watch do you <laughs> yes uh yeah i've got, I've got two no the the trick with multiple choice uh and i i, I think I don't know why, but this is like a pro quiz tip. This is what like the pro quizzes do. So the the, yeah. the trick with multiple choice, um, read your question, obviously. Read the question is number one. And then you, you multiple choice answers. Like most of the time, you can rule out two or three straight away. So you don't necessarily have to know the answer. Because like sometimes I don't know the answer. I just know what it's not, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you will just go, so a question will come up, uh, okay, and you go, which, which Simpson uh, is the eldest child 
uh, out of, and then it'll give you three, and then you'll have like Bart, and then Barney, uh, Maggie, or so process of elimination. You just you get rid of the two of them because you know it's not them. Yeah, you get rid of two, so you go okay, and I, then you fifty fifty the remaining one. No, for certain it's not them, and then yeah, you just use you just use a bit of logic. So it's not necessarily knowing the answer. Like nine times out of ten, you can just get the answer by just having a bit of logic and a bit. Yeah, of... but you, so you chose like the only thing that was incorrect with that analogy is that you chose a cultural reference that every single human on the planet Earth <laughs> would know the answer to. Whereas yeah. I'm talking about 1971 Belgium cricket team. I can't do process of elimination unless one of them's fucking Mickey Mouse. Yeah, but then I guess like I, I watch a lot of sport. Uh, you know. That's what I do. Like, like I read a lot about sport. Um, whether that's uh, um, you should do a podcast. <laughs> well, well, now we're talking about it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I like it. It's not a singular thing. I, I think I just, I just, I I know a lot of. I watch a lot of sport and I retain a fair bit of information. And. Yep. Uh, you know, I can just deduce answers based on what the answer isn't really. Because like a lot of the time, some of those quiz machines just put stupid fucking questions, stupid answers in there in the hopes or that it might just be a slight spelling change. And you go, it can't be that because that's it's spelled like that, if that makes sense. But I do I do love a quiz. Um, I miss doing it, man. I miss going for the uh, the quiz machines. The uh, Our names our names were in light on the one in the player's lounge. You won't be there anymore because the electrical have been turned off. Fuck. We'll have to go we back were like the top again. 10 on the board, we were, weren't we? we? We were all of them. I've got a picture of us being all of them. Get it. Which is amazing. Um, I guess, point to the podcast, I, I, there isn't a specific topic that I want to discuss. Um, I hope people enjoyed the NFL one with Ryle, 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 uh, Ryan McKinty. That was fun for me to do. Um, I think he said he had fun as well. Um, when the season is live, we will do those regularly because there is a lot to discuss. Um, and I like talking about the NFL, so I hope people enjoyed listening to it. Um, it is the second most listened to episode so far. Um, oh, yeah, you've been checking out the analytics. I've got some of the analytics, yeah. Um, so that's any babes listening? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have that much <laughs> information. Um, Shit. so but you know, if there are, do you want to? Plug your uh, tw- uh, Instagram and see if anybody slides into DMs. <laughs> see if we can do that. Get, get me out, seriousjames at gmx.com. <laughs> what's what is your uh, Twitter? Is it just actually Slam them nudes? Um, <laughs> what, what's my Twitter? Did you say? No. What's your Instagram? Shaolin Pete is my Instagram. Shaolin Pete. There you go. If you want to slide in, DMs are open. Are they? Are they open? What? What, you can close your DMs? I think so, yeah. Yeah, well, they're whatever they are set to by default. Um, good, there we go. Um, uh, that was a long went... pause. What the <laughs> fuck was that? <laughs> my mind went completely blank then. Um, because I've seen on my analytics that I've got a listener in Australia. Oh, um, yeah. So, That's like, cool. If let me know who you are, I want to know who's listening in Australia. Let me know. At Sirius James, someone that's listened to multiple episodes. They've listened to at least some of one episode. Is listening in Australia right now? I want to know who my Australian listener is. Slide, slide into those DMs. I want, I want to know who you are. Um, Do an Australian accent so that you can incur their um, 
you know, <laughs> get them upset with you. So hang on, let me uh, let me let me let me warm up and I'll do it. But you need you need to talk while I just put myself on mute while I warm up. You so need you... you need a key. Yeah, you need to like. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'm not great at accents. Like I'm sort of half decent at passing for Scottish. If I'm talking to someone who's not Scottish, like if I'm talking to someone who can't do it, then I can sort of pass for Scottish. Um, James, well, I was going to call him Jamie, but he's called James on this show. I, I called him JB in school. His mum calls him Jamie. He's serious James on this show. But yeah, does accents pretty well. I don't want to big him up too much in case he butchers this Australian. But the key anyway for a lot of people to get into an accent is you need like a phrase that has some of the words that you might need and you know sort of showcases exhibits the differences so like for example with southern irish i'll be fine with all this oil it's like i'll be fine with all this oil and it's like oh once you say that you just slot it in let's hear it jamie let's have your australian okay so here we are serious james uh this is my little podcast uh i've lost it already uh i need to go back into my little key uh what a fantastic little stroke there uh, great, great stuff. Uh, and there's my Australian accent. It's a strong 5.3 out of 10. Ah, it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It Sounds was okay. I, I'm, yeah, well, I think you... And you, you just know, big you me up as well. What are you fucking I know. Mean? I'm sorry, man. Well, <sighs> you know, you, you promise big and then you and then just... Don't do that. You promise nothing. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, we'll cut out me saying that. No, Let's, there's no we'll edits. I'm too we'll lazy cut this out. We'll cut this out. Okay, well, just from the top. Oh, yeah, so if anyone can do, you know, at least a, more than a five out of ten on Australian accents, that would be very impressive. What have you got, Jamie? G'day, mate. It's Jamie. <laughs> Straight in with this stereotype. <laughs> Zachary, tack, tack, tackery, day, mate. Oh, that's Bonza. Oh, put another shrimp it's on the, the bloody barbie. king of Australia. <laughs> Oh, look at that didgeridoo. Fantastic little didgeridoo over there. You're great. You've you got to get the, the tight little crumpet lips. I've got <laughs> the tight little briefcase crumpet lips. I've gone down to Bondi Beach and took in a little uh, a little stroll down the beach there, mate. I feel like you're, di- you're dialing it up. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Um, yeah. yeah. So we're just, there was no first take that we had to cut, was there? I'm too lazy to edit, man. It's going to stay in. It's going to stay in. Shit. So, if there's any listener complaints, at Charlene Pete on Twitter, uh, on Instagram even. Yeah, on Twitter. Get me on Twitter. Send all your... (laughs) Um, On the last podcast, you asked me a couple of questions that are going live in Pretendship. Is that right? They're going going live? Um, what, What are you asking? You asked me some questions on my last podcast. On this podcast? On this podcast episode titled White Devil, which in retrospect is not a great title for an episode. No, it's perfect. Topical. Current affairs. Um, You asked me some questions that you are going to incorporate in Pretendship every time. I know we discussed some questions that I want to ask. Um, Not about just ripping off inside the actor's studio. But those questions are... the uh, bernard pivo questions yeah there's some of them are terrible although um i did have a couple of my own that sort of are similar to those so the first question that i want to ask is you're asking me yes i'm asking you because i uh i told my story on my podcast and it should be you telling your story 
I think. Okay. I don't know if that works. Anyway, um, if you could have one skill that you don't have now, yeah, what would it be? For the record, it will be customary on pretendship for me to prep the guests beforehand so they can come up with a satisfying no, answer. I don't, I don't, I don't want you to be prepped. I want it off the cuff. That's my style. Um, I would love to. I mean, I would come up with a funny answer if you'd have told me in advance. But I'll just have to be honest instead. I'd love to be able to like play an instrument properly, piano or drums, maybe. I mean, you can play a guitar though. Mm, yeah, I mean, I can strum some basic chords, but. I mean, you know, like actually impress someone with your, you know, you play, a, like, play a along vir- or... like a virtuoso. Like, well, just good enough so that you can like hear a song and play it or write music or, you know. But you can pick up a guitar and play some songs that people know. Um, so I know I'm, I'm pushing back on this. I think you need a different answer. No, I, can, I mean, I can, a guitarist would say that I can barely play. So, I mean, compared to someone who hasn't touched the guitar, yeah, I can sort of, like, play Wonderwall. But, you know, <laughs> you can play more than Wonderwall, that... man. <laughs> uh, I'd also like to be able to uh, speak another language. That would be fucking That's the incredible. one. I'm so, I'm so interested in language, and I love knowing stuff from other languages, and I, I drink it up like my brain is so thirsty for it. Whenever anyone speaks, and I'm like, what is that? And I start crying, and, and I get them to teach it me, and... I've just never put in any serious effort to Again, actually learn a language. I'd like to push back on that because you, uh, my favorite musical of all time, Hamilton, uh, <laughs> coming soon to Disney Plus, 3rd of July, if you didn't know, it'll be on Disney Plus. Oh, is it? July. Cool. Yeah. Uh, they've, they uh, filmed it back in 2016 uh, at the theater. So it's like an in theater experience where you've got the best seat in the house. It's the full original cast in one of their last performances together. So it, it really is sort of a, you know, a money can't buy ticket as such. Um, so I'm super excited to see it. Um, they, uh, they uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda did a Hamilton mix tape where he took the songs from Hamilton and remixed them with famous artists. So uh, Jar- Riz Ahmed was on there. Riz Ahmed's on there. Jarul and Ashanti do a cover of a song, which is absolutely perfect, sort of early noughties throwback R&B. Usher's or on as there. I like to call, as I like to call those guys, Jamie and Kim. Jarul. Usher does one as well. Um, which, uh, yeah, he gets uh, absolutely amazing sort of um, stuff. Uh, you learnt, uh, Buster Rhymes as well, you learnt one of the songs, Immigrants, We Get the Job Done. Yeah. Uh, a, a residente, you learnt the entire rap and it's in Spanish, Puerto Rican? Yeah, it's, well, Puerto Rican Spanish. So the, the act is Calle Trete from Puerto Rico and I learned that but that's like a party piece so that's not knowing the language is it just to like you could learn a song on piano and not be able to translate any of those skills into like any other songs so two people could play the same song and one person knows it because they heard it and just went oh yeah it sounds like it's a Esalem shake down, E flat, keep the cymbals splashing let's take the bass line for a walk whereas the other person's like you know, just literally watched it over and over again on YouTube and just like learned the buttons to press. Do you get what yeah. I mean? 
Yeah, yeah. No, get, I get you. And I did the latter. So, I, although, I mean, yeah, I, I know everything that is being said within the rap and why. And, and, it, and it, I think it's a great move if you are trying to learn a language to learn a, a party song. piece, a, a speech yeah. or a song or something, a joke. And it really helps. Like, uh, it's a, a good in it's a good way into like make it accessible like the language rather than just being how i guess it sort of um, gives you uh the context of so like it's it's good enough to know what the word for the the, the spanish word for immigrant is but if you put it in the context of a song you get okay well that yeah that sort of makes sense to me yeah but uh, you know knowing that song enables me only to you know if i meet someone who's Spanish, I want to speak to them. I can only speak to them in like rhyme now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that would be, that'd be a thing that the language, that'd be the one thing. A, a skill that I don't have that I would like. Um, I think drawing would be pretty cool. Being able to just like, I remember some of the album covers really. that you drew for us. <laughs> you draw better than yeah. me. Case in point, man. Like that's, <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. Just sort of standard skills that some people have that I'm I'm jealous of. Yeah. Um, and then the second question, which is directly taken from inside the actor studio, is um, if you could uh, have you can't you can't do the profession that you do at the minute. It doesn't exist in the world. What profession would you? love to what would you love to do if you you know if i think he phrases it what would you what other profession would you like to attempt no i, I, I don't want to do it like that i'm going to take away your current profession yeah so you can't oh, do it shit. at all um I, i'd be buzzing by the way because i'm i mean not it, the only reason that i'm doing this is because i can <laughs> like, so for, for your for your listeners i do music videos but it's just because like I imagine it's, I, I already spoke about it on one of these uh, episodes, like one of the other one, episodes. First one, I think, maybe, yeah. Where it's just like a trade that I happen to know. Um, I'd also I like to, really before ever, you start that, I'd, I'd also like to preface that with the fact that you are very good at what you do. Like uh, yeah, compared to compared no, to no, bullshit. No, 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 fuck off, <laughs> fuck, fuck off. Like you, you are very good at putting together the videos. They look superb. I don't think anybody listening to this who has seen them would disagree with that. So don't just like pretend like you just some fucking knockabout layabout just knocks up this shit. Like you are very good at what you do. The podcast. Here's how, how good I am at it. I'm good enough to know how how not good I am at it. So I think if I was useless at it, then the level I'm at now would appear very impressive. But I'm at least sort of knowledgeable enough in the field to realize the sort of massive gap between where I'm at and where someone that I would admire in this field. And also is. you don't just edit the videos, like you also direct them, you shoot them, like you are very multifaceted in that respect. Uh, that makes it sound better than it is that I'm directing <laughs> a video. And like, I'm basically, I just basically walk around on set while actual professional videographers for some reason are listening to what I'm telling them to do. And I'm just going, yeah, just make, just, I don't know, shoot it from a lower angle or something. That, that's what I do. That's what directing a music video is for Stop. me. 
Stop putting yourself down, man. I'm just being like completely honest about it. So this doesn't that doesn't exist in this dystopian world that we live in. Cool. George Orwell has taken away that. You know, we don't yeah. we don't need it. We don't when am, am I going for like am I going for fantasy sort of yeah, job? I guess, like can well. I choose how good I am at the job or you know or <laughs> no, I'm, just... I'm a stand up comedian but I'm very shit at it. That's the that's the job that well, I yeah, I mean like so if I chose stand up com- I mean I've no aspiration to become a stand up comedian, but hypothetically if I were to choose that, can I decide that I'm you know, I'm Netflix special level or am I just going to be the level that I probably would be, which is like fucking eating shit around the open mic circuit? <laughs> no, like, okay, you would be enough to earn whatever living you want. Okay, okay. So, like, if I go, oh, I'm going, I want to be a Formula One driver, I'm going to be the best guy in the world if I so desire. Uh, yeah, if, if that's the energy that you want to put into it, yeah. Well, I mean, the sensible answer is that I just I'd like to do something probably outside, physical, you know, where I can. Is that sensible? Yeah, because I I don't want to be. I I don't really like sitting as my job. Like I'm just sitting at a computer as my job. Like so, it takes up so much of my life just sitting at a computer. I fucking. Yeah. No. No. I understand. Although I have worked outside, then it's shit. Just to put my two pounds in. Yeah. What did? What was the job? Uh, Scaffolding labourer. What? When did you do this? Uh, when I dropped out of Pendleton, man. When I left Pendleton, that's what I was doing. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you? Did you get dench though? Yeah, I, I, I was in the best shape of my life at that period in, my, in time. Yeah. Right. So, so you wouldn't trade in your body now for that your body then? No, because it was like fifty-hour weeks. Yes. Ah, you were smashing it. Yeah, for shit pay in like all weather yeah but i can choose i can cho- i could be like uh you know getting paid ridiculous amounts to go and you know yeah no okay well I, I, okay, i'll temper that with whatever you choose you will be paid a realistic amount for that profession i.e if you yeah, do so. pick scaffolding laborer you aren't on 500 grand a year you're on yeah a but I, I wouldn't choose that as my outside job i'd be more like you know a tree whisperer or something <laughs> that's not a fucking like, job it, where's your imagination like i'm gonna get i'm gonna get you know so hoity tighty family to get (laughs) much taller that's that's scary actually i love you oak tree happiness yeah you know and it will be bullshit but i'll get to hang out outside i'll climb the trees and people be like what's he doing he's like he's just researching who's, who's fucking paying you for it you know these families that go and get their pets like massages and stuff <laughs> rich people rich people yeah so i go in their back gardens with a turtleneck on and i touch the trees and sort of <laughs> so you look like steve jobs rest in peace yeah yeah but a white turtleneck what oh that? dude that's boss although if, right. you, if you're messing with trees it's not going to stay white for very long is it yeah no I'll, it'll be a dirt it'll be dirty oh, to show how <laughs> To how good show you are. how committed I am. How good you yeah. are. Look, look how fucking good I am at whispering. And these... I never wash my turtleneck. These families are like, oh, Peter, Peter, come and look at these trees we've got growing in the garden. Look how fucking massive they are. Wow. Yeah, no, I like where you're going with it because it would be a Scouse family that's with like <laughs> new money who's sort of come into wealth through some illicit, you know, the, 
the boyfriend's uh, a large red guy with tribal tattoos and a black Range Rover, so we won't ask where he's got the money from. <laughs> and uh, Don't ask me where I've got the money from, pal. Just fucking take the, the envelope full of cash. We'll fucking talk to yeah. him, please, and keep the fucking missus yeah, and, happy. And, you know, that they're, they're all about, you know, keeping up appearances and uh, and they want the trees looking good. And I go in, uh, I go in there, I do it. Do, what, do you clean the tree? No, I don't. I essentially, don't do anything to the, to, to the tree. You don't do anything to it. You just talk to it. Well, I whisp, whisper to it. Grow, grow my flower. No, I'm. I'm gonna whisper discouraging <laughs> words. <laughs> Shit. <What the laughs> That's just from for my own entertainment. I'll just lean in and go. You're a little fucking bellend. You Your fucking life's worthless. You piece of wooden shit. They're gonna turn you into a chip. You're desperately reaching up for the sun, opening up them leaves, trying to collect the sunlight. Be pathetic. You're like a tumor. You call them horse chestnuts? I've got fucking bigger horse chestnuts than you, pal. You've got three birds living in you, and there's fuck all you can do about it. A squirrel. A squirrel. That's all you'll ever be fucking good for. A squirrel. Yeah. So then, that's that's my job. And then the family's like, "Hi, fuck this fucking Peter. He comes around the house and fucking talks to the trays like, and they don't fucking move." <laughs> so I, I, I must have missed a beat in the narrative there. Uh, yeah, they they moved up to Newcastle. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he's fucking moved up to Newcastle. Like he's fucking talking to the trees up here. You know they're not fucking growing. Uh, what, what you know? What happens if I'm talking to a family in South Africa? It's in his dogs to the trees, right? And they don't, they don't seem to fucking move. Yeah, they seem to stay stagnant. They don't seem to go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I'll buy it. Yeah, I'll buy it. Anywhere else? Anywhere else you want to? Yeah, sure. Okay, so we're talking about um, we're talking about the Midwestern states in America. You know, we're we're gonna go high, sort of. You know, let's go. Um, West Fargo filmed. Minnesota. Yeah, let's go Minnesota. Oh, he talks to the trees in Minnesota. Eh? They not seem to be growing. He comes to the back garden and they don't seem to be moving. That is Swedish. What you are doing? <laughs> yeah, because they're all fucking Vikings that live in Minnesota, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if I went there and someone just talked to me like that and refused to acknowledge that it sounded weird, then I'd buy it. Ah, thank you for coming, Peter. We've got plenty of trees in the garden for you to talk. No, that is that was Indian. <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm not trying Indian. That seems no, not going there. No, you just did a you just did a ten out of ten Indian. So no, I'm done. not intentionally. I didn't. Anywhere else we want to visit? Are we? Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to stump you. I'm trying to get like the most difficult. No, make it easy. Okay, yeah, so they're in Birmingham then. Right. He comes back. (laughs) trying to do. (laughs) Listen, there'll be none of that fucking tree crying here. All right. What the hell are you doing? (laughs) I was trying to do Pinky Blinders. It did not come across. So I haven't seen that. I I thought that you'd misheard Birmingham and you thought I'd said, do the dark night. Darkness. Darkness. I was falling in the darkness. I was falling in the darkness. 
Now I've turned into why did we, dude? Why did we talk about Black Lives Matter and UFC for an hour and a half? We could have got straight to this. We should have turned me into an internet uh, impressionist. Uh, This is the gold. (laughs) It is ridiculous when he does that. Yeah, no. Um, right, let's wrap it up, man. Leave, leave them wanting more. Uh, yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um, uh, yeah, if you want to get in contact, serious James on Twitter, serious James on Instagram. Uh, please rate, subscribe, leave me reviews wherever you do it. I probably won't see many of the reviews, I don't think, but apparently it's good for uh, getting the word out. And uh, it might make me some sponsorship money. Um, if anyone wants to throw any sponsorship money my way, I will flog whatever you want to sell. I'll do it in an accent. I definitely won't do it in an accent if you pay extra. Um, and seriousjames at gmx.com for those emails. Um, yeah, get in contact. We'll re- I you know I want to read out fan mail. Fans. <laughs> I don't have fans. Uh, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Fucking fans. Just. just- Oh, we have one from uh, one of our <laughs> listeners. Remember to pick up milk on your way home, babe. Oh, no, actually, yeah, I've got one saying shut the fuck up. So there you go. Uh, yeah, um, I, new episode. This will come out Monday the 8th. Uh, there'll be an episode dropping the week after. Are you going to be back next week for one? We'll see. I don't know. That was because, uh, l- yeah, l- like the, uh, like I was saying before, with lockdown coming off, it's going to start getting. Quite bit. I'm hoping that lockdown continues indefinitely forever, forever. Um, and then and then Sundays won't be as much of an issue. Uh, cool. Um, if not, I'll you know we'll get another guest. Or I'll go solo, um, which is frightening. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, let us know what you think and stay safe. Peace and love. Black Lives Matter. I'll see you later, Mike. <laughs>